In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Please be seated. Today is Pentecost Sunday, and Pentecost is one of those festivals that we celebrate throughout this, the year, and Pentecost is often called the birthday of the church. And the birthday of the church really roots itself back to this moment when the disciples received the Holy Spirit. And I think many of us are sort of familiar with this story. Basically, God created the world, and it was good, and it was perfect, and humanity just couldn't quite hang with God's vision and God's hope. And so God sent Jesus, and Jesus called our attention back to the best of what God hopes for us to bring us back into this completeness and wholeness with God. And after Jesus ascended back into heaven, God sent the Holy Spirit to be with Jesus' followers. We hear that story today where Jesus' followers are huddled together in a room and there's this loud wind and fire falls upon their heads but does not burn them and fills them up with this spirit, fills them up with this Holy Spirit and sends them out into the world to do these things they didn't think they could do that surprised them, speaking in different languages. One of my favorite lines in all of Scripture is they're not drunk, it's just 9 a.m. And I think they haven't met Episcopalians yet. So Pentecost is that moment when God fills up the followers of Jesus to go and do these amazing things, these different things. And as they do that, they create what we know as the church. So on this birthday of the church, I'm reminded that we pray whenever we have Pentecost. We pray whenever we baptize new people into the church. Come, Holy Spirit, come. We kind of like this idea of the Holy Spirit. We want some of that. But do we? You see, the Holy Spirit's a little scary. The Holy Spirit forces us to go and do stuff that we don't know we can, that maybe we don't want to do. The Spirit, when it fills us up authentically, sends us out into the world in a way that is different than the lives that we had. And for many of us, that's perhaps actually not as interesting as we might want it to be. See, the Holy Spirit is a disrupting force, not something comforting. The Holy Spirit makes us change, and Lord knows we don't really like change, especially church people. Church people don't like change because we kind of like the stuff we have, and change means we're going to lose something that we like. See, the Holy Spirit does not come to solve problems. The Holy Spirit comes to create problems that then we have to deal with. Think about the disciples in this story. They were happy, basically, doing whatever they were doing, and then Jesus comes along and calls them to follow him, and they're like, oh, okay. And so they sort of leave their stuff, and they follow Jesus, and they like Jesus, and Jesus is a nice guy, and he's healing some stuff, and then he resurrects from the dead, and he ascends into heaven. Like, that's great. And then, wouldn't it have been easy for them to just go back to all the stuff that they liked? go back to their families, go back to fishing, going back to that simple life. And I imagine they may have sort of been thinking that. 
because this is not long after Jesus' ascension. This is not long enough for them to have gone all the way back home just yet, and they're sitting there in that little room, and they're thinking about how they might get back to that simple life, and then the Holy Spirit comes and messes all that up forever. See, Jesus had only messed it up a little, but the Holy Spirit messed it up for good. And these people had to live in this new way, live a life that they did not know how to live, all because the Holy Spirit created this new problem. And if that wasn't big enough, the Holy Spirit does not come to prevent failure. This is perhaps the hardest thing about the Spirit. You see, maybe we can abide by change. Maybe we can leave something behind if we have some idea that things are gonna work out. But you see, the Holy Spirit does not prevent failure. In fact, the Holy Spirit forces us into a life that we don't know how to live, to do things we don't know how to do, and that means we're gonna fail. And then we're gonna fail again, and then we're gonna fail again. We don't like to fail. And if we don't know that we're going to succeed and do something well, we are almost certainly not going to try. See, the birthday of the church might sound nice, but the Holy Spirit is one big, sacred, and holy pain in the butt. And yet the Holy Spirit is what God gives us. The Holy Spirit is what God fills us with. And when we are faithful, when we follow the lead of the Spirit, we actually become the people that God dreams us to be. You see, Pentecost is really at its root about dreams. Dreams are a weird thing. And I don't mean dreams like you have at night. I mean visions and hopes, dreams for the future. Adults don't often dream enough. For many of us, I think dreams are left within the auspices of childhood. If you ever talk to a child, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? Most of the time, their dreams are huge. And for adults, we have to resist saying, like, that's not possible. Right? I want to dream. I'm going to live on Mars. And adults are like, yeah, you're not. But the kid thinks he will. Kids dream these big, impossible dreams. But somewhere along the lines, adults figure out that dreaming is a little too, what, scary? Dreams might set us up for failure that dreams become something that we leave behind when we get smart and able. And perhaps the Holy Spirit is calling us into new kinds of dreams, and not just for ourselves, but for our community. Now, some of us maybe aren't part of the St. Michael community sitting in these pews yet. We'd love for you to be. But part of what St. Michael is is an opportunity for us to dream together. Part of what a church should be is this kind of holy laboratory where we listen to the Spirit and we feel the Spirit move and we dream about things that might not be possible and then we try to reach those dreams and we fail. And then we try again and hopefully we fail better. 
and we keep failing better. And every time we try something new, we get just a little closer and a little closer to what God really hopes for us. So I was thinking about this idea. It reminded me a few weeks ago, have you all watched this documentary on National Geographic called Free Solo? Have you seen this? This is nuts. This guy named Alex is a free climber, a rock climber, mountain climber. And this documentary is about how he free soloed, free climbed, which means no ropes, El Capitan, which is over 3,000 feet tall. It has never been done. And he being this phenom climber, decided that he was going to do it without ropes. Obviously, he makes it to the top. But as I was watching this documentary, every time something happened as he was climbing this rock wall, I would kind of go, <gasps> and I had to keep reminding myself, he lives, he is not gonna fall, he is not gonna die. But if you put yourself in his shoes, he is a good climber. Okay, there's that. But nobody has done what he tried to do before. And he just decides to do it. And so the documentary shows how he prepares for this moment. That's the first time anything like that had been done. And as he's preparing for this moment, he expects one morning he will just wake up and say, today's the day and then go. And if he failed, this isn't a failure in which he gets to try again. If he fails, he's toast. And yet he tries anyway. And watching someone like that attempt something so bold, so daring to fulfill this dream that he had that has never been done, kind of feels to me like what we should all be doing here. God is good, and God has brought us here, not to just be comfy in our pews, not just to say some prayers and sing some songs or to hug a friend. God's brought us here to do a whole lot more than we think we can. God has brought us here to start a journey that is based on this dream and this vision of something bigger than we ever think that we can do, bigger than we ever think we can be, and that we are not alone. We are here to dream big. The Spirit wants to break in, and when we pray, come Holy Spirit, come, I want you to be ready for the Holy Spirit to come in you and that when the Holy Spirit does, it's going to screw lots of things up, make you do things that you didn't think you could, make you fail in ways you never thought you would. And all because God wants something so good for the world he loves so much. And so in this new season, this Pentecost season, let's not take a break from our faith just because it's the summer. Let's begin a new phase. Let's begin a dreaming phase. And when we dream, never be afraid of what God reveals to you. Because we know, we know, with God, all things are possible. Happy Pentecost. Amen.